the Create Podcast with me, Katrina Julia. This is all about helping you create a life and a business you love, hands-on with tips, tools, and technology. It's about the freedom, freedom of expression, of time, of location, of community, and ultimately, financial freedom. I understand the struggle. I've been there. I've walked through and continue to walk through. Walking from fear to faith, devaluing to purity, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom. So it's been quite a journey, as you can see. I'm walking right there with you on your own journey to create a life and business you love. So you will learn all the things about wellness, about media, about lifestyle, and travel. You will learn how I'm creating it and how you can create it too. So who am I? I'm Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, a creator, and a traveler. Welcome to One Day in Tulum, Mexico, an itinerary to transform and travel. How Tulum has transformed and evolved may surprise you. Likely you found Tulum, its jungle, and eco-chic vibes and cenotes on a blog or on Instagram like me. What is interesting to know is in 1960, the population of Tulum included less than 100 people. The city grew to about 2,000 people by 2000, right at about 20 years ago. Between the usually breathtaking beaches, best cenotes, and Instagram-worthy photos, the population, along with its tourism, grew to over 45,000 people by 2020 in Tulum. Paradise and the adventures that you will find in and near Tulum attract many from all seven continents. In 2019, over 2 million people visited the Tulum ruins alone. That's one of the reasons why I decided to spend not just one day in Tulum, but about three months. I was really feeling like the last couple months, while I am super grateful for travels and, you know, leaving Atlanta, Georgia for a couple years and visiting Costa Rica and Guatemala and now Mexico, after staying at about seven different places between Costa Rica and Guatemala, especially compared to last year where I stayed in one place in Atlanta, I really started to feel like I wanted and craved some stability. So I decided to stay in Tulum at my Mayan jungle cabana that you can tune into on an episode or read all about on the blog for about three months. And if you're curious about my creating and adventuring, check out my second month in Tulum, Mexico on the blog and on the show. If you don't know where to start with your time at and near Tulum, I'm here to help you create it. Traveling helps you transform in more ways than one when you travel locally and or globally. Follow this one day in Tulum, Mexico, itinerary to transform and travel. It will help make your travels transformational, even if it's a short trip. 
These are my recommendations for the top experiences for your one day in and around Tulum. And depending on what you desire and are crave, you may agree with me on some things, you may disagree, and I'll definitely be giving you insight all along the way. So I enjoyed spending the day biking, experiencing cenotes, Ven a la Luz, Tulum Jungle Gym, Raw Love, Asulik, a rooftop pool, and foodie experiences in and near Tulum. Not to mention amazing day trips nearby. Getting to Tulum. You may find flights to Cancun Airport, the closest airport to, to Tulum, from most southern states in the U.S. directly. I flew to Tulum to Cancun Airport from Guatemala via Valeris Airlines in May 2021. Tulum, Mexico is about two hours south of Cancun, making it easy to get to from the airport. For a short trip, you may decide to rent a car. It's easy to take an ADO or ADO bus to either Playa del Carmen and transferring via another bus to Tulum and or a colectivo. In 2019, uh, which was the last time I visited Mexico, was with a hosted Airbnb adventure visiting Cancun, Holbox, and Valladolid. At the time, Uber operated fully from Cancun Airport. As of July 2021, that's not the case. So make sure you check when traveling here. There's no Uber at Cancun Airport, and currently you may get one from within Cancun. I found the taxis to be three to four times more than Ubers. And I also have a video linked in the blog on the show notes that I share what you want to know with travel to Tulum and much more. This is my first time in and near Tulum when I arrived in May of this year. While I have visited Mexico over four times before, this is my first time in this area with Tulum and then headed south soon to Bacalar. Thanks to my Mayan Jungle Cabana Airbnb, Tulum and Diana the owner and adventures like the best cenotes, it will likely not be my last. I'm already thinking about how to visit even while I'm in Bacalar. Hopefully the sargasso or seaweed will be gone and I would love to spend some time on the beach or at Tulum Ruins, seaweed free, and then also love to visit some more cenotes near Coba. There is so much to experience in and near Tulum, including nature, adventures, and food. If you didn't know, Tulum is divided into three parts, Tulum Center, Pueblo, and Tulum Beach. The beach is divided by North and South Beach, Playa Norte and Playa Sur. In Playa Norte or North Beach, you will find Tulum Ruins. In South Beach, you'll find the Hotel Zone, Ven a la Luz, Tulum Jungle Gym, Raw Love, Asulik, to name a few. Although I'm staying in Tulum for about three months, I love to create adventure days to share for myself and others, whether you are somewhere short or long-term and want to create adventure days too. That's why I created one day travel guides and in the blog and in the link, you guys, you'll see tons of images of these places as well as my YouTube videos. My travels and experiences in and near Tulum have included exponentially nature, adventures, community, and food. Travel fills me up. New people, adventures, and experiences are something I love. My story includes being conceived in Bulgaria, born in Poland, and in four countries by the time I was two, including a refugee camp in Italy. I am in awe of transformation from the inside out of my life in every area, including health, wealth, business, and travel. 
Tulum, Mexico, Airbnb. For my first visit in Tulum, I stayed at a Mayan jungle cabana in the jungle via Airbnb. And likely I will not ever stay anywhere else in Tulum. The peaceful stay in the middle of the jungle and the owner, Diana, are amazing in every way. I not only got to connect with Diana via Airbnb and during my stay via WhatsApp, but in real life too. I have a video of the Airbnb in the link in the show notes from my YouTube. And Diana came to visit Tulum during my three-month stay. For our first adventure and her first visit, because likely she's coming back while I'm here or in Bacalar nearby, we visited Casa Cenote during her visit in an incredible Mexican restaurant named Rincón Champaneco in Tulum Center or Tulum Pueblo. Fun facts about Tulum. The original people in Tulum named their city Zama, meaning place of the dawning sun. The name Tulum means wall in Mayan. Tulum originally was a fortress, a port, and a trading hub. My, how times have changed. After Chichen Itza and Teotihuacan, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, if not, forgive me, Tulum ruins are the third most visited archaeological site in Mexico. Tulum has an amazing variety of animals from monkeys and iguanas to sea turtles and jaguars. Fun fact, where I'm staying in my Mayan jungle, there is a iguana that is always here and I've named her Irene the Iguana. I see her almost every single day. In and near Tulum, you may find the beach, art, cenotes, and adventure abounding. I love visiting Tulum and enjoying the nature that surrounds the city. It's important to point out that during my visit from May to July, the Yucatan coastline in the state of Quintana Roo was inundated and surrounded with seaweed or sargasso, and it's been particularly heavy the entire time I've been in Tulum because I found out that in Cancun or in Riviera Maya, it's been a bit less. And also in Cozumel, there really hasn't been any, and that's, of course, an island. And then also Holbush and other parts of Mexico. I have visited Mexico over four times and never seen seaweed like I did this visit. The smells and the sight of the seaweed overwhelm me. While some may choose to swim in it, I do and did not. I visited the beach time, the beach over three times to listen to the sound of the ocean, visit the outdoor gyms, and walk along the beach. Before visiting, I thought I would spend tons of time at the beach. But as a result of the smells and impact of the seaweed to the watercolor, I did other adventures like cenotes, art, and day trips in and near Tulum more often than I imagined. Before booking your trip, you may want to Google Sargasso and Tulum and plan your trip accordingly. And you may want to pick a different place and maybe just do a day trip or a couple days here, depending on what you find out during the time you're going to visit. I've definitely enjoyed spending the time in this particular adventure day, biking and experiencing cenotes, then a la luz, Azulik, Ajo Tulum, Raw Love, Tulum Jungle Gym, Macha Mama, the Follow the Dream Sign, Rooftop Pools, and Foodie Experiences, and more. Let's explore the experiences I recommend for one day in and near Tulum. Depending on when you arrive and where you stay, of course, feel free to modify and what you may rank higher than I do. Things to keep in mind that may be different than other Tulum, Mexico guides.
Spoiler alert, you may be surprised that there are some things I don't like about Tulum, Mexico. So while there are many things I love about Tulum, I do want to be honest about things I don't like that you may or may not agree with. So five things I don't like about Tulum, Mexico, and I believe many of these would be greatly improved for everyone with adjustments to any or all the following or could attract different types of travelers, depending on if some of the places or hotels or tourism wants to do so. So number one, taxis. Paying high rates for taxis in Tulum. So I will be sharing biking, colectivos, and walking. And I'll give you guys some more insight in just a bit. Number two, beach clubs. Attending beach clubs with loud music with $50 minimums per day with bad reviews. Number three, beach Swimming in the ocean with smelly, thick, and toxic-looking seaweed slash sargasso. Now, obviously, some things as people we can control the more we research and find out with environmental things, but sometimes there you know, are things we can't control, clearly. Number four, stays. Spending or supporting over $200 to $1,000 a night for a place to stay near the beach, something I don't like. Cenotes. Visiting cenotes that are over $20 for one cenote, sometimes even 40, when there are over 6,000 of them in Yucatan. And some of those are really small. So let me give you guys some further insight. Number one, taxis. My entire three months in Tulum, I took a taxi one time from North Beach to my Mayan jungle cabana with a quick stop at a grocery store when I was really, really tired one day. And even with negotiating it, it was $17 for four miles. Number two. Oh, and actually I did check some alternate um, transportation with taxis. And they were also really high rates that I found on TripAdvisor or Instagram or blogs, et cetera, especially compared to other places in Mexico, including Cancun. Number two, beach clubs. I was open possibly to the idea of attending a beach club when I first came and I researched and reviewed beach locations for free near Tulum Ruins or in the hotel zone. If there was no seaweed, I would have definitely visited the North Beach more. I found some beach clubs via blogs and bloggers and TripAdvisor with minimums of about $30 to $50 per day to stay you know, at the beach, to use the beach beds or the towels or the lounge chairs, and to still spend for food and alcohol. And in some cases, there was a fee for the, the beach chairs slash beds, plus a minimum, just to keep in mind. And in addition, many of the reviews were really, really unfavorable. And these were, and a lot of these reviews were really recent from people that really felt like um, they were being price gouged and that even from, you know, them stepping foot, the, the reception or the service was not really good. And it, you know, and it seemed to be pretty consistent across people of all nationalities, you know, several different beach hotels and clubs that many of the hotels and establishments have forgotten service, friendliness, and value. And with that being said, I did visit Hotel Delec that currently has no minimum. 
as long as you eat at the restaurant. But also keep in mind, this is in the hotel zone. And for two small tacos and a green fruit juice, I spent $17. In comparison, in the center of town, I would spend like $5 for $10, you know, even on the higher end for the same to give you insight. So, you know, that's, you know, just something to consider and keep in mind. And also, if you're tuning into my show for the first time, the other thing is, is I don't drink. I haven't drank alcohol for, you know, over now five years. So me hitting a minimum, you know, of 30 to $50 just off, say, tacos and green juice isn't necessarily that easy or to me that valuable use of my money when I can go to Coba Ruins for the same kind of money or to Coba Cenote, you know, or a Cenote. So it all goes to what you find valuable and what you choose. And especially when I can go hang out, you know, at Playa Norte for free and grab a towel and have an outdoor gym for free and, you know, maybe grab a fresh coconut, bring some snacks. So it just depends on for you what's valuable and or what's a valuable use of your money. Um, Number three, the beach, speaking of, I imagine without the beach and the pictures I've seen, you know, of Tulum Beach is amazing and beautiful, just like other, you know, beaches on the coastline. I would definitely have visited more if there was no seaweed issue during my visit. Number four, stays. In researching stays and collaborations prior to my visit to Tulum, I found stays on average starting at $50 in Tulum Center and about $200 per night at Tulum Beach starting at that. In comparison to my stays in both Costa Rica and Guatemala and other locations in Mexico, I found this excessive. I encourage you to read reviews of any stays with amounts per night and noise nearby because keep in mind... If you're staying in Tulum Center, you're going to hear noises of traffic all the time. And I definitely did not want to stay in the center of town with the car and the traffic noises. And I did not want to stay near the beach next to any beach clubs hearing, you know, any and all types of music all hours of the night either. That's also something I found in researching and reading many of the reviews of many of the hotels, especially in the hotel zone you know, that's, you know, in a sense, what's kind of, I guess, happened, or that's the vibe, or that's the direction, you know, uh, Tulum, and or the tourism, and or the previous travelers, or the traveler they want to attract. But I did want to visit and experience many of the things in and near Tulum. So with that in mind, it's possible to find much better and affordable stay a few miles out of town. If you've been tuning into my show, then you've definitely heard me talk about my Mayan Jungle Cabana via Airbnb, and there's several cabanas here. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's great Wi-Fi most of the time. Sometimes it does slow down because of weather and things like that. I do have AC. I do have a kitchen. I do have a beautiful patio, and Diana is an incredible owner for over half the price of the lower prices in the center with a longer-term stay. Now, keep in mind, her prices, the other owners here are definitely subject to change. Number five, cenotes. You may find over 6,000 cenotes all over the Yucatan. Even if you saw a cenote every day, it would take you over 20 years to see them all. 
So when I, you know, some of them typically are $5, $7 to visit, you know, even $10 or $15, which I think is more than worth it. But some of them, and especially some of the smaller ones that have become more popular via Instagram or other outlets have definitely taken advantage of that. And some of them charge $20, $30, $40, $50 just to visit for the entrance. So um, I have definitely shied away from you know, spending or investing in some of those just because, ooh, they're popular when there's over 6,000 of them. They're super beautiful and you don't have to spend that. So while I understand that the beach and Bohemian spirit, along with Instagram popularity has helped Tulum, Mexico get on the map, I don't agree with a lot of these changes, nor do I choose to spend my money in certain ways, nor do I necessarily think they're for the better. I think, you know, the pandemic, and what's happened with tourism has definitely humbled many of us in many ways. And I don't agree with any type of even inkling of a greedy spirit or a entitlement spirit. And I, with me traveling my entire life, I've definitely encountered that many times all around the world. And, um, I'm one of those that will opt to go do something off the beaten path and not spend that amount of money just because, Ooh, something's gotten popular unless it's something I really, really, really want to go spend or invest or experience. So obviously that's always your choice and your free will. So, and at the same time, I will absolutely admit one of the reasons why I'm here and decided to come for the three months and explore so many amazing things in a near Tulum is because of the many things I saw on Instagram and on blogs before visiting Tulum. And I hope that, you know, my one day guide, my weekly series, my second month series, and my top 10 in Tulum coming up will absolutely inspire you to come to visit, to explore some of the things that aren't that popular and or attractions or options that have still continued to have, you know, a reasonable priced experience that I believe are, they are not price gouging while they're still experiencing the fruits of tourism, you know, at the same time. So, and also keep in mind, there are, you know, many places around the world that are just as beautiful as Tulum, just as compelling and popular, if not more so, that have not sacrificed service to people while growing. In addition, the price gouging and agreed, you know, can be palpable in some locations or via some reviews, not just Tulum. You know, these are things that other destinations have definitely chosen to go a certain route and, you know, likely are rethinking different things while tourism has taken, you know, quite a dip. And, you know, some people are not as apt to go travel the world as me or as you or as others. So I do hope that many of the owners, corporations and establishments rethink their approach, you know, and rethink things over in their strategy, not just in Tulum, all around the world. Otherwise, many will elect to go to other beautiful places that treat them very well, service them very well as a person and not as a transaction, not as a dollar sign. At the same time, what I love about Tulum 
and your by sites is that many are incredibly service oriented and humble and go above and beyond. And you may experience a ton that is budget friendly if you think outside the box and research a little. So that is my hope with my one day guide that you look beyond and do not discount Tulum, Mexico as a whole. But I've definitely felt kind of this, this both spectrums. And I'm sharing a full 24 hours for your one day in and around Tulum from morning to night. And if you haven't yet, definitely check out my one day and top 10 guides like one day in Antigua, Guatemala or top 10. And I will be sharing my one day and my top 10 with Tulum coming up, not to mention amazing day trips nearby. So number one is cenotes. A great way to start your day in Tulum is to immerse yourself in nature. If you didn't already know, biking is one of the best ways to get around Tulum. It is healthier and cheaper. A great way to start your day is biking to a cenote. With the location of my Mayan jungle cabana, there are four cenotes really close to choose from. Even if you weren't staying at the cabanas here, there these four cenotes are within four miles from Tulum Center. You can choose from Cenote Cristal and Escondido, which are on the lower end budget-friendly wise, and definitely check out my blog and show with the best cenotes in and near Tulum, the Cenote Corazon, which I had alone on a Saturday for two hours, Kamloom Lagoon. And after you leave South Beach in Tulum, Mexico, you could end your day with Gran Cenote because it's on the other side of Tulum within about 10 minutes. And definitely check out that guide, my best cenotes in Tulum, Mexico to learn even more. And I do share some behind the scenes shots on this blog and the link to the article and my YouTube videos. Ven a la luz. So after you leave those cenotes, you can head to South Beach, and you might want to stop before you head to South Beach at some of my foodie favorites on your way in Pueblo that I'm going to talk about towards the end, like taco stands or champineco rincon or burrito amor, just to get you drooling. Or you may decide to eat at Raw Love, which I'm going to talk about in a couple minutes. So Ven a la Luz. The statue created and designed at the entrance of Ahau by South African artist Daniel Hopper and his team is one of those, did you even go to Tulum if you don't visit this spot? And if you go through South Beach, you can't miss it. It is definitely photo and Instagram worthy, towering over the Ahau Hotel entrance at South Beach in Tulum in the middle of the beach and Bohemian vibes. A great way to visit is to bike from Tulum Center about three to four miles in the morning and or after your cenote visit before the heat in the crowds. And likely there is some shade and trees on your biking on the way there. And if it's a partly cloudy day, it's more than bearable. But it does get quite humid in Tulum, just so you know. And I'm not a person that typically sweats, but I sweat a lot in Tulum. In July 2021, I visited in the middle of a weekday and only waited about 10 minutes to take a picture and get a video to get a perspective. So, and people are super friendly to help you and you can help them as well. And I do have a video in the link with behind the scenes so you can see Instagram versus reality. Raw love. If you walk through Ven Alalus, our bike right past, you will come to the entrance of a how to loop. This is where you may walk through the hotel to get to Raw Love that's immersed in the middle of the hotel grounds. They have yummy teas, coffees, smoothies, and food. I came here after my workout at Tulum Jungle Gym nearby and had the chai with cardamom and chia pudding and a protein ball. Speaking of the gym, 
Tulum Jungle Gym, the world's best beach jungle gym. Move over Fred and Wilma Flintstone. Tulum Jungle Gym is a real-life Fred Flintstone gym where nearby all gym equipment is made from wood, bamboo, and stone. I saw this gym on Instagram the last few years and knew I wanted to visit. The world's best gym does not disappoint. It is amazing. I love being immersed in a natural habitat surrounded by the sound of the waves. Working out is a dream come true. Not to mention working out in your bathing suit in the open air. Hello. I would have loved to have worked out here much more during my three-month stay in Tulum. As of July 2021, the gym is open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. A day pass is currently $30 and a weekly pass is $120 US dollars. I did ask about long-term slash resident pricing with my situation and I did ask about collaborations. Unfortunately, there are no options currently beyond these. Feel free to ask if you reach out via email and or visit. My motto is the answer is always no if you don't ask and or they may reach out. Who knows? The gym opened in Tulum, Mexico in the hotel zone in South Beach near Ahau Hotel in 2017. Tulum Jungle Gym is founded by Alistair and Katie Davies, two fitness professionals and entrepreneurs. Men's Health named them the world's best gym slash best beach gym. The vision made reality with the beachside vibes, wooden plates, dumbbells, and bars is incredible to experience. I highly recommend you visit at least once during your Tulum, Mexico stay and make it part of your day. And I've got shots and behind the scenes of this incredible vision come reality. Matcha Mama. If you're not done with incredible smoothie vibes, although of course you guys know I take a long Herbalife as I go, you also may want to check out another Instagram worthy spot called Matcha Mama. If you bike past Ahau, going further down South Beach, you will come across Matcha Mama with yummy matcha, coconut, and turmeric juices, to name a few. Not to mention it's adorable with swings, I love Tulum, so matcha sign, and a little hut type vibe. Follow that dream sign in Tulum. Likely you've seen the follow that dream sign in Tulum all over Instagram, just like I did. Keep those bike pedals moving a couple more miles as you soak in the bohemian vibes and you will come across the follow that dream sign. I went in July 2021 midday during the week and I didn't need to wait to take the picture for anyone else or any traffic nearby. The easiest way to find it is to put Lolita Boutique in your GPS or Waze app. Shout out to tripping with my BFF for the tip. Hotel Delic. If you bike back the way you came towards town, you will find Hotel Delec on your right, right past the Ven Alalu statue, and you'll see the wooden sign that says Delec. If you want to spend some beach time on South Beach, this is a great option. In July 2021, with reading those beach club reviews, I found Hotel Delec, did not have a minimum, and I went here for a half a day to work outside, so I used it almost like a co-working spot ate tacos, and did a workout beachside. Although there is no minimum, like I shared earlier, I spent about $17 for two tacos and a green juice compared to what I would spend in town. So just keep in mind the prices are different in the hotel zone. And I loved one of the quotes they had out front that everything in your life is a reflection of a choice you have made. If you want a different result, make a different choice. Astolik Museum. A great way to continue experiencing the bohemian and eco vibes 
with art in Tulum is a stop after you leave Hotel Delec at Asolik. Asolik aims to reconnect people and tribes with themselves, one another, and the environment. You ex- may experience Asolik at Tulum Beach or Umay at Francisco Umay with a visit surrounding art, gastronomy, food, healing, and or a stay. In July, I visited Sefer Eek at Tulum Beach. I believe the $10 US dollar for the museum is well worth it. The creative sphere welcomes all to a museum where the architecture fuses with visual artists. It is amazing. It is immersed in stillness, in silence, and in peace. I visited for about an hour or so with more than enough time to immerse myself in the space with prayer and capturing moments. The space is a mix of minimalism with polished concrete, twisted bejuco, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, vines, or bejuco, and thatched roofs made up, make up the majority of the hotel's architecture with winding paths designed to relate to the curvature of the earth. And I have a video of all the behind the scenes as well linked in the blog in the show notes. The creator of Asolik is the screenwriter, film director, painter, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, Eduardo Nira, better known as Roth. He created Asolik. Asolik is a brand that develops initiatives in the fields of hospitality, architecture, sustainability, wellness, gastronomy, art, fusion, luxury, design, creativity, and innovation. Rooftop pool. Your day may be over already, or you may have decided to stay at the beach or finish up your day at Gran Cenote. Depending on how your day is gone, you may want to visit Aloft Tulum closer in town for rooftop views at the pool. It's a great way to see the sunset, and it's one of my favorite places to relax at the end of the day. As of July 2021, there's no minimum when you visit. You take the elevator up to the rooftop R. Depending on how long you're staying in Tulum, this is a great place for co-working as well. Back to the foodie experiences I mentioned. There's countless options for foodie experiences. Taco stands, there's countless taco stands. I found them to be sanitary and include sanitizer. Some of my favorites include taco stands near Adeo bus station and Chadrawi grocery store right across the street. You'll find countless vegan vegetarian and meat options. And also if you're walking, if you leave walking Ado bus station, walking towards Chadrawi, after a couple blocks, you'll see several taco stands, both on your right and on your left. Prices range at about 12 to 30 pesos, which is roughly less than a dollar to a little bit over a dollar, just to give you perspective. El Rincon Champaneco. This is one of my favorites in Tulum. The food is amazing and the juices are incredible and the prices are out of this world. I love the tacos, the breakfast, the pancakes, and the juices. My favorite juices are the green juice and specialty juice Nuva. For about $5, you can get a full plate and a liter of juice. Amazing. They're located close by to the Adeo Tulum Center bus station. If you cross the street and you see Tulumena and Margaritas, walk towards town and in the next street after you pass DHL Tulum, make a left and you'll see them about half a block down or just plug them in your Waze or Google app. Burrito Amor. Burrito Amor in Tulum near the center. I read about it on TripAdvisor and I loved my vegetarian burrito and green juice. And you can also plug them in your app and they're super good. 
street food, more street food, like coco preparado, preparado, which is coconut meat sliced with tahini, salsa, and lime. Hotel Cobb Tulum. I discovered this amazing place by accident biking around Tulum Center near Chatterley Grocery Store. You may also enter them into Google Maps or Waze. Juan and Rafael are amazing. I've been there countless times to get cold coffee, do co-working, and or have their ceviche, which is incredible. And they have a pool, you guys. So it's great to work play too. Coconamor. I found this place on Google researching other outdoor and co-working spots. It's um, like a co-working spot in the middle of a garden and it's super peaceful. I absolutely love it. The ambiance and outdoor space is super chill. The food is amazing. The Wi-Fi is great. And I've also visited countless times getting the traditional breakfast, the tofu bowl, bowl, quinoa porridge, and more to name a few. Eat at Leafs. Eat at Leafs is really close to the rooftop pool, Aloft. I found out about them via Instagram at that blonde bikini girl. During my three-month stay, I visited about three times. I've enjoyed their mushroom all-veggie burger, breakfast tacos, and their yummy iced coffee. And it's super cute. You see them set up. It's definitely an Instagram and photo-worthy spot with um, the farm-to-table and the vans and the background. It's fully outdoors. So reasons to stay in and near Tulum, Mexico longer. It's easy to see at a glance why one day is not enough. If that's all you have, enjoy it to the fullest and maybe make plans to come back. Beyond the spirit, the nature, the cenotes, the beach, the art, the Instagram spots, and the food and biking, there's countless places to visit nearby too. So some day trips. I visited Mexico, like I shared, over four times, and I'm sharing things that you and places you may want to consider for nearby day trips. Holbox, Holbox Island. My last time, it's spelled Holbox, but it's pronounced Holbox. My last time in Mexico in 2019, before this trip, I visited Holbox on an Airbnb adventure. Even if you have a little bit of time, this is high on my list of definitely day trip worthy and are more places. I definitely want to go back. Valladolid is a beautiful colonial town that is walkable, has nearby cenotes, one even in the middle of town, and one of the seven wonders of the world. On my last visit, I spent a day in Valladolid. You can definitely check out that guide. I'm going back in 2021 for longer to Valladolid to experience nearby cenotes and Chichen Itza. I'm actually going after I visit Bacalar in a couple weeks. I'm going to Valladolid next. So you'll definitely see updates to my guide. You'll see top 10. And speaking of, you can check out my one-day guide for whole bush as well. Playa del Carmen. Playa has grown so much. I love to visit for the day to see the church, the Fundadoras Monument, walk Fifth Avenue, and listen to the ocean. From Tulum, it's easy to take a colectivo all day for about 50 pesos or an ADO bus for about 100 pesos as of July 2021. Isla Mujeres. If you've got seaweed problems and you want to visit uh, places that likely don't have it, Holbox, Isla Mujeres, and Cozumel are great options. I visited Isla Mujeres in 2019 and loved it. The island is small, walkable in many parts, and Playa Norte is known to be one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. And I also have a one-day guide on the blog and on the show, and it's linked under the day trip section 
in the show notes in this blog. Cancun. I visited Cancun for the first time in 2001. And when I recently visited in 2019, it changed a ton. Depending on what you love, you may definitely want to check out a day or do a day trip to Cancun. Koba. Tulum ruins may be a great option with ocean side views and a private beach. It isn't the only option for ruins. If you want to explore Koba ruins, it's easy to take an Ado bus or rental car within 30 to 40 minutes from Tulum. The ruins here are actually larger than Tulum ruins and they include the tallest pyramid in the Yucatan. Prior to the pandemic, you could actually climb the pyramid too. In July 2021, climbing was not permitted. I loved biking around the ruins. Speaking of biking, ruins are not the only adventure you may have in Koba. Within three miles of the ruins are three off the beaten paths to not this. So far, I visited Chuha Sinote in June 2021. And the visiting, whether it's the ruins and or one, two, or three of the cenotes nearby are a great trip. And I've got vlogs. I'm sorry, I've got videos. If you click on the link in the show notes of both the ruins and Chuha cenote. And I'll be adding coming up on the day trips on my top 10 as well, Cozumel. Uh, likely, uh, as of right now, and of course, life and things change. I one of my f- good friends from Atlanta is here with her family, Silvana. So likely tomorrow we will be visiting Cozumel. But of course, life, weather, other decisions can change things. But if we do again, I will definitely be. Or if we do, I did visit twenty years ago. But if we visit, I will be sharing what our experience was like. And either way, it's a great day trip because the beaches are beautiful. It has one of the most beautiful coral reefs in the world. That's actually where I did my first, when I first got certified in scuba, that's where I did my first ocean dive years ago. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. As you may clearly see, Tulum, Mexico has limitless options for one day and more. Why do you think I spent about three months in Tulum? Whether you want to immerse yourself in nature, adventures, and foodie experiences, you will love it. Have you visited Tulum before? What did you think about the five things I don't like? Is it on your bucket list? If you haven't, what activity here interests you the most to do one day in and near Tulum? If you end up taking on any of these tips when you travel to Tulum, definitely tag me at Katrina Julia Fit at Limitless Global Girl, at Fit Life Creation, I'll reshare. If you leave a review on the show, I will definitely shout you out. And remember, friends, create, transform, and inspire. You are born to. All the food chats on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business, and travel, so you create a life and business already. Head on over to the blog, the podcast, and the freebies to jumpstart your transformation. If you're ready to dive into the online courses, the live events, or the retreat, and if you want to create with our community on an even deeper level, definitely check out our internships, our influencer collaborations, management, and brand engagement. Let's create it.